And now, MBFJ proudly presents episode 100. Two years ago, we got some microphones to record my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a look at some of our favorite moments. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. 100 episodes! How does that make you feel? Thousands of people have heard But I wrote this shit might Keep me from holding public office I don't know if that's true You could probably grab him by the bussy and still get elected Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by Episode 14 <laughs> Gaping maw Shut up! <laughs> it's called my best friend's journal Let's start this Hundred Podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first it's Mike's mom's Favorite podcast Yes, and The world most downloaded. Do we get a fact check? Podcast. Yeah, my, my mom's. Favorite podcast. Hey, Cam. Hi, Mike. It's episode 100. It is. It's our 100th <laughs> jubilee. It's not a jubilee. It's a centennial. Um, <laughs> We've been over this. <laughs> we have a jubilee. Sounds fun, you know? I'm going to call it our Jubilee. Whatever. We made it to our 100th episode. Congratulations. Can you believe it? I can believe it because because it happened. And, uh, you know, it's been a <laughs> joyful ride. Uh, Cam, I'm disappointed, though, that we are um, in separate rooms. It was really so lovely to be in the same room together recording. I know. It even sounded different. I mean, not the actual quality of the episode because you're a beautiful audio producer. But... Um, like the, I don't know, the vibe in the room, it was just, it was, it felt special to me. I loved it very much. Like old times. It was. And the good news is for you that I'm moving to, uh, Colorado and I'll be moving in. Oh yeah. My, my <laughs> guest room. <laughs> That's okay. I'll just curl up with Fergus at the foot of your bed. And by the foot, I mean in the nape of your neck. <laughs> that is where he sleeps. <gasps> but you, you sure you don't want to curl up with our new foster baby okay you need to clarify when you start the sentence i know where it's going but the listeners do not and so far as was the case with me and our two other friends in a video group chat we have going on we thought you meant you were fostering a literal baby because when you say my new foster baby that's what you know uh, uh, someone thinks someone being me yeah well if if you know me at all you know that the only kind of foster baby that's coming home into this house is a foster poo poo the doggy <laughs> there it um, is like, we... poo poo what what on earth are you fostering <laughs> We got we started fostering a puppy this past week. Um, before we went on vacation a couple weeks ago, we put ourselves on a list for the, a local rescue here in town because we've been toying with the idea of another dog, but I'm not ready to commit to some strange puppy in our house because we have an older dog, Miss Eleanor. She's kind of complicated with other dogs, and I, it needed a trial run, so fostering seemed like a really good idea. And I think while we were still on vacation, we got an email that there was this litter coming in from Kansas of um, Great Pyrenees and what we think is cattle dog mixes, and they're very floofy and very tiny little dogs they are floofy. and there's this one there's the cutest little picture and i i literally couldn't say no peter knows exactly how to manipulate me because i was like not very ready and i saw this picture i was like get her bring her home <laughs> i know <laughs> she needs love you've tried this on me <laughs> well it works on me very much i mean i fall in love with dogs on the street that i'm not allowed to foster or adopt so uh there was really no chance that this poor little 12 pound eight week old puppy was not coming to our house and we're calling her Margot, and she's very sweet and Fergus is fucking obsessed with her. Well, you and Peter are calling her Margot. I'm calling her Gladys because that's my other aunt. It was Diacon's sister, and since this is Fergus's sister, 
her name will be Gladys to me. It's going to be very confusing for the puppy, but she'll get over it. Um, yeah, just like every other dog you've ever been around that you renamed. We have covered well, this. Well, to be fair, you Gladys, Gladys was on the list, and when you told me it was on the list, I I just accepted mm-hmm. that it was the name. Um, this, so it's your fault is what I'm saying. Also, spoiler for listeners, there is no way in hell, and I'm calling it right now, there is no way you are fostering this dog. This puppy is yours. She is now your blood. She is going nowhere. She's now your blood. She is. She's a foster until we sign the paperwork, and that's all I'm saying. Um, but she is getting along quite well with the other dogs. Um, Eleanor is being uh, a, a stern older sister, which is what we kind of expected, showing her uh, the ropes. Fergus, like I said before, fully obsessed, following her around, bringing her toys, wearing each other out. It is very cute. Um, at, like every morning when I get up to take her out of the crate, he like runs over. He like cannot wait to see her. It's mm. it's pretty precious, which is kind of kind of the plan because Fergus definitely needs a playmate, and that playmate ain't sweet old Eleanor who wants him to leave her alone. Um, except for can I tell you, <laughs> Eleanor was interested in Fergus for the first time that I had ever seen um, <laughs> because she was worried about him. Uh, I was dog sitting with my cousin Kirsten and uh, we noticed Fergus acting really weird. He was um, he was really red in the face. His eyes were bloodshot. His ears were pinned back and they're always like straight up, panting really hard. And he kept walking like a foot or two and then just falling on his stomach. He wouldn't like step up on one step to get into the house. He was being very, very strange. Which I can confirm is like super not normal behavior for him. Even when he's like overheated, he'll like go park himself in a, like in a shady corner or something. Like that's not, a, that's not normal for his behavior. Yeah. I know this dog and he was yeah not being himself. Um, and then Eleanor came up and that's when I really got worried. Cause I'm like, Eleanor doesn't even like Fergus. So the fact that she's over, she likes him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she was like sniffing him in a very protective, curious way, like trying to figure out what was wrong. So when she got involved, I got scared. So we drove him down. We interrupted Taco Night Fergus. And he just, oh, son of a bitch, Fergus. I know. <laughs> we got Fergus in the car. It is a long, dangerous, when I'm driving, windy <laughs> road. Um, and you make it sound like we live off the grid. We do not. It is a regular road. It just twists and turns down a mountain. That's all. It's like a little off the grid. There's, I mean. There's plumbing and broadband. It is not off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> There's plumbing. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Hate you. Uh huh. Um. So we get Fergus to the vet. We literally hand him like in our arms to the vet. She runs him inside. She asks a lot of questions. She's like, "What did you?" She was a little accusy because she didn't know me or my cousin, and she obviously has a relationship <laughs> with you guys. Um, and she was like, "Like, what did she he get was into?" A little accusy. She was. She was like, "Did you feed him something different?" I was like, "No, lady. I won't even feed him like table scraps. I'm so scared of murdering him." And <laughs> he did eat half a joint when he was a puppy, and that joint was whose? Peter's. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, passing the buck. <laughs> Moving right along, we um, are talking to the vet. She goes inside. About twenty minutes later, this dog, who I'll remind you, seconds ago I said was flopping all over the place could barely hold himself up he comes prancing his little bitch ass out like oh oh you you thought i was down Uh, i'm back bitches hey what's up (laughs) he his ears were straight up i have never seen him prance so gaily he was so thrilled (laughs) to the point where i was like this little asshole just put on a show to i don't know go for a joyride um maybe he likes the treats at your vet's office better than the treats at your house i am 100 percent convinced he manipulated the situation to just for attention because he was 100 percent better i think he either ate something that upset him for a little bit and for then 20 he minutes metabolized it in that time yeah maybe or he got he actually did get overheated um like outside in the sun and just like was a little dramatic about it but i would have if he was 
if he was acting weird enough that Eleanor was concerned, I would have taken him to the vet. And you called me and I told you to drive him down the hill and take him to the vet. You took very good care of him, even if he did punk his favorite front of me. <laughs> anyway, other than Fergus's big day out, it was a pretty successful <laughs> dog sitting trip. Um, and uh, it was a really oh, great shit. excuse to just be in the mountain air. It was it was the refresh I needed. Good. I'm really glad that you enjoyed your time here. Loved having you here for the brief moment that we're here together. And also loved going on vacation, knowing that you were with our pups. Also, how was... By the way, your vacation? Um, it was great. I mean, it was very laid back. Not a ton to say about it. We went to um, Providenciales, uh, the main island of Turks and Caicos. So we were getting up early, going to dive back by like mid-afternoon. We would grab like lunch and a beer and slowly drink until bedtime. That's, I mean, rinse, repeat. It was great. Very relaxing. Sounds delightful. Uh, rented a little place right on the beach. We were outside in the sun all day, every day. Great weather. Um, I did see some burnt legs. I saw the two of you wearing some shorts that obviously weren't the shorts you wore the day before because you both had a, oh. red, a red line just like a two inches that, below where the, the white That was. red line was from our wetsuits on the boat. So uh, we would dive and you have to take an hour break between your dives. And so you'd just sit on the boat in your wetsuit. And I had like a shorty wetsuit on, both Peter and I did. And the seams on wetsuits are really tight. Um, And so like as a very, like a razor sharp, sunburn line across the top Do you still of have our it? legs just from sitting on the boat no i was afraid it, it was sometimes i'll get a sunburn and like a tan line will live with me all summer long but um i managed to even it out by just kind of letting the rest of my legs catch some sun a nice leg ombre uh-huh a nice leg leg ombre now i do believe you have a gayest moment that you've hinted to me related to uh your vacation would you would you tell me and the folks what that is uh yeah um i got a little little butt action on vacation um yeah my my butt saw some pretty rare action this vacation and uh not in a good way gotta tell you um i had a had a bad butt experience um a bad ass eating experience if you will um (laughs) i've I've intentionally misled you and the listeners here on this island there are man-eating mosquitoes and they were having their way with my friend Casey and Peter. Uh, their legs were just like full of welts. Me and this other guy, Phil, that we were with, Casey's husband, we just did not have, like the, the mosquitoes weren't eating us up very bad. I, I had pretty much dodged uh, a bullet because they Skin's were- Skin's not as sweet. Re- apparently not. Really bad uh, bites that were just like swelling up and, and sticking around for forever. Until one night, the one night on the trip where we got absolutely pap schmammered, um, I, for some reason, decided to sleep naked, which I never do. Um, and I woke up the next morning, and in the night, apparently there was a mosquito in our room. And apparently, it perched at the very top, tippity, tippity top of my butt crack and just <laughs> feasted. Ooh. I have seven distinct bites in the top of my butt canyon. And it is... <laughs> It's all on one side. It is seven very itchy, very swollen mosquito bites that just, I mean, I've been home for almost a week and just yesterday they finally stopped Ooh. itching so bad. If you um, if you see this mosquito again, would you give him my number? <laughs> yeah, he was a butt guy. Um, yeah, it was, it was truly, truly awful. Didn't realize it right when I woke up, um, but then like I was sitting on a boat for all the most of the day. I was like, man, I've got like some sort of irritation. Looked in the mirror, or, like you know, over my shoulder, and was horrified by what I saw. Wow. Um, I think they're still kind of there, but they they don't itch anymore. So um, I'll keep you updated. I guess uh, your legs aren't sweet, but that that asshole must be <laughs> crack. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't. I want to make it very clear. I don't have mosquito bites on my ass hole. I believe <laughs> that would be really tough. <laughs> While we're on the topic of gay things and ass play, uh, what gay things did you get up to since we last recorded? Oh, so many gay things, all the gayest things. Um, well, no, but something kind of gay. I am back on all of the gay dating apps because I can be. All of them. All of them. Every one. And there's like at least 35. Um, that's not true. I'm back like on a few. Those grids are all the same, right? Well, some are grids, some are swipes. It's all kinds of different stuff. But I am I am okay. casting my net wide. I have been... And your legs. And my legs. I, I mean, God willing, nothing has changed in that department, but maybe one day soon. And now, you don't need to wear masks inside if you're vaccinated. So um, I'm, I'm prepped, I'm vaxxed, I'm ready for action. And I feel a new freedom to date because uh, my life has sort of changed in a way I did not expect just a couple days ago. Um, I can't say every specific detail, but I can now share with the listeners that for the last four months, I have been involved in a very, very, very in-depth process um, of being cast on a reality show, a dating show, um, and... It was part of the agreement was that I wouldn't date anyone just in case. Um, I also couldn't really make any life changes. Um, so I found out two days ago after, I mean, I was getting ready to get on a flight. Contracts were negotiated um, and I am no longer in the running for said show. Um, they said it was nothing to do with me. They said um, there was a lot of puzzle pieces. Um, but regardless, I am very very disappointed because it seemed like a really really cool opportunity and i had i mean mostly it was just such a long build-up i really i put my life completely on hold for four months and i made a lot of plans around this because it started to look like it really was going to happen um and you know because not only have i been doing this for four months but all of my friends and family have been very very involved it's a new show um and part of the the deal was that I needed to get help from a ton of different people. So many episodes ago when I was talking about finding homecoming pictures, that was part of it. Um, <laughs> all of the friends I've reached out to from many years gone by, this is all like part of it. I've said a few times I'm working on a project and this is what it was. Um, anyway, it's not happening. So that's a huge bummer. And now I'm just kind of starting to figure out what's next. And I figure the easiest first step is allowing myself to at least date. Oh, and I'm going to get a haircut. I'm really over my long hair, but, um, <laughs> while I was being cast, I didn't want to change my look until they gave me approval. But now, mm -hmm. um, I'm a free man again. Well, I would just like to say on the record, um, that I am very disappointed on your behalf. Um, as your friend, I've watched you work really hard for this opportunity, watch you really play by the rules and give these people everything, but like your firstborn child, um, literal blood, sweat and tears went into this effort. And, um, I was feeling very confident for you on your behalf. Um, and to have the rug pulled out for you at the zero hour is a real fucking slap in the dick. So I hope you get your haircut. I hope you get <laughs> porked and, um, I hope you, uh, let me know how else I can support you in this. Um, I can, I can make good on hiring you that sex worker if you want me to just to <laughs> rip that bandaid off. No, thank you. I think I can, I, I like to think that I'm still at a point where I don't need to pay. Um, okay, fair, but you know, I have to prove that to myself first. And if I can't prove that to myself, then I'll come calling. I could do um, like they did in Will and Grace and, um, just sit, pay someone and make sure you don't know that they're a sex worker. They can also be an actor. You know, we're going to take baby steps first, Cam. I'm really, I'm, I'm in the grieving process and I'm just going to take it slow. I do feel like I'm grieving though. I feel uh, I, like, um, I feel like 
I had a huge breakup with none of the benefits, none of the sex, <laughs> just like yeah. all of the work, all of the effort, none of the reward. It, it's, it is, I'm feeling tough. This is a fresh wound, folks. This happened just two days ago. It is. Um, so I'm trying to keep it upbeat, but I'm also here to tell you the truth about what's going on. And uh, I'm I'm very disappointed and that's what's going on. And that is fair. And I I, I know that I'm, I'm joking around with you here, but um, it just sucks. It feels like bad luck. And uh, I hate that for my friend. I really wanted this for you. So um, onwards and upwards, but take your time to grieve. I think that that's really important. And um, people often feel like they have to process things really quickly or feel like they just have to be over it for the sake of other people in their lives. And uh, you don't have to be over it until you're over it. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it honestly is a good time of renewal beyond the haircut, which is going to feel fresh as fuck. Um, this is episode 100. We've entered a new uh, era in our podcasting. My birthday is coming up real soon. I um, it sure is. recently saw a psychic, which we can talk about another time. But he told me oh. I'm in my Saturn return still and that lots of uh, new things are coming. So um, I will take this all as a big moment of, uh, of new beginnings. Rebirth, afterbirth. A big moment of afterbirth. I'm going to be eating placenta <laughs> left and right. Uh, well, disappointment aside, um, I know that you did a little bit more travel over the past couple weeks, too. Like, you're just home, right? Um, yeah, I got home a couple days ago. I just I had a little family reunion with my brother and sister and their uh, partners, and it was lovely. My mom was on cloud nine. We surprised her, actually. And... Uh, we haven't all been together in forever, so it was a real treat. And I bet she loved that so much. What a beautiful surprise. And she didn't see it coming? No, she didn't see it coming, and it was such a challenge because she kept making very specific plans about she knew I was coming so she would take the time off for me and she made a lot of really specific plans that I had to keep lying to her about and she's like what if we do this and that and I was like sure I was like the easiest child in the world for a, for a <laughs> few months but every time I would speak to her she'd talk about these plans and I was like is she gonna be disappointed that we've all showed up and <laughs> <laughs> undone these plans doesn't get to do the things <laughs> the other thing is uh, my mom's house is always clean and like always ready for visitors because it's just the way she lives but she did let me know when I got there, it looked great, looked normal. But as soon as my brother and sister arrived, she was like, oh, I would have straightened up and cleaned the house if I knew. And I was like, OK, so I guess what I, I, I get. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know why I get like uh, the rough draft of <laughs> of your home. It's because you're old news. You see her all the time. I do not. <laughs> I saw her at Christmas. Anyway, um, my sister, who brought her boyfriend home for the first time to meet the whole family, she listens to the podcast and she. Um, as part of the tour for her boyfriend, uh, went to show him where my mom keeps her little tchotchke captivity center. <laughs> the, you, all the salt and pepper shakers? Yeah, the menagerie of salt and pepper sa- shakers with the gay Santa, the arbor trees, the <laughs> Easter bunnies. <laughs> the gay Santas, the arbor trees. I cannot with that. I love that that was part of the tour. Like, this is an important part of the house. The cabinet with all the salt and pepper shakers. I have to clarify, there are no Arbor Day tree salt and shakers. That is hyperbole. (laughs) And the only reason I'm clarifying is that you know that everything else I say is true. (laughs) (laughs) The gay Santas that your mom's so happy to pull out every Christmas. Oh, that was a fun moment. And you know what? Oh, God. Speaking of fun moments, are you ready to look back at some of our favorite moments from the last 100 episodes? Oh, my God, I am. Um, So for our 100th episode, we've decided to do something a little different this week. In lieu of reading more journal and moving forward, we thought we would take a peek back. Yeah, we thought it'd be fun to just revisit some of our favorite moments from the last 100 episodes because there's there's a lot to choose from. There is a lot to choose from, and there's a lot that I don't remember, honestly. Like I having... know! 
Uh, I don't have the beautiful opportunity that you have every week to dive uh, through all of our past episodes for previously on uh-huh. content. It's so, a real treat. Uh, I'm a very lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm jealous all the time. Uh, so in lieu of all this, we decided that we would uh, you know, go mining for gold and find some of our favorite episodes, resurface them, do a little clip show for you in honor of episode 100. So without further ado, please enjoy some of the greatest moments from the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the okayest moments from Mike's mom's favorite podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To begin with, here are some moments that have stuck with us from our earliest episodes before we upgraded our recording equipment. Just Christine Baranski comes in. It's just her and I in a room. She pulls out a Tupperware from her purse and starts taking the dessert <gasps> to take home. And I was like, oh, I'm you're trash and I love it. Um, <laughs> that gasp was so guttural. <laughs> Christine Baranski brought Tupperware to a funeral. She did, to steal the food. <gasps> to steal the food. She And she looked me in the eyes and goes, she was my friend. She would have wanted me to do this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That is amazing. Anyway, we're whatever, and he um, starts to choke me, Ooh. like with both hands. <laughs> Consensually or no? No. I Okay, so he starts doing it, and I literally go, no! And I slapped his hand away. <laughs> oh, nothing sexier than someone screaming no in the middle of sex. I wasn't into it. Um, that was not about it. You know what? Listen, there's no wrong way to have sex. I understand what you're trying to say with there's no wrong way to have sex, but I think that there like, literally are wrong ways. That's true. Sex. If you're just like, grab my stuff, your filthy my Let me hang from your stick your knee right in my Yeah, get your dick out of my ear. That's not sex. <laughs> stage manager got this idea that he was going to make us all do understudy rehearsals like it was fucking broadway or something it was not it was very casual and i was just an arrogant 22 year old i was like like fuck i am and then the next day (laughs) he he was like like fuck i am like that he he was like you're going in the 4 p.m show so i'm cramming words and i get up there at the 4 p.m show and even the little bit that I had memorized completely flew out of my head. I got up there on mic and I had to... Can uh, you do it for us the way you did it? Well, I, I don't really remember. It was like something like, you know, just, <laughs> just, just kind of pattery uh-huh. like that. And, and I remember at one time I said, manja manja mozzarella. <laughs> I looked around in this Italian theme area and just started reading signs. I was like, mozzarella, calabrese, tomato, basil, crust. <laughs> I uh, read one part in Pete's book that struck me because uh, we have something in common. He he won the Profiles and Courage essay contest when he was in high school, which is a uh, contest about writing writing about a political figure that um, inspires you for their courage. He wrote about Bernie Sanders, which is super cool, and now he's running against him. That's cool and like very prescient. I also remember writing in this contest, uh, but my subject was... Um, Gerald Ford and the courage he showed by pardoning Nixon. Oh my God. (laughs) So that we could all just move on. I'm pretty sure I wrote a five page essay saying, let's move on. Oh my God. One of my most like political and liberal friends. Oh my God. One time this guy went to the gym and was so sweaty that he came in my room, sat on my bed, which first of all, don't, don't go to the gym and sit in someone's bed. And, um, when he got up, there was a huge butt stain um, that penetrated my comforter. Oh, no, 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 Top no. sheet, oh. bottom sheet. Oh. 
and hit the mattress. No. How is he that wet from being in the gym? That is shocking. Your guess is as good as mine. We need like a very special introduction. I've got just the person. Come in. <laughs> Hello. Without further ado. <laughs> was, that, was that Canadian share? <laughs> She's a Mountie. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you heard, you heard her say it. Canadian shares here to introduce. I was so ready for that impression to be good. So many problems. Uh, my crazy friend, Mike over here. Crazy he friend, that's how everyone knows me. He got, he got a temporary tattoo on his forearm and in beautiful, like old English font, it said, come slut. <laughs> Oh, the irony too. It's oh, just like yeah, they couldn't be further from the truth. Right. But you were just feeling it. You were like, maybe this weekend I am. I don't yeah. know. Dream big, bitch. Be a cum slut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was at a um, at my doctor's the other day, and they were asking just like the normal doctor questions. And she's like, "Are you sexually active?" I need you all to know I'm 29, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> he has been de-sexually activated. There's gonna be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. If I sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you mean masturbating <laughs> a ton of weed and musical theater, then yeah. yes. Tons of sex, <laughs> drugs, and rock and roll. That's precisely what I meant. Looking back, I think I'd like to amend that statement to, if by sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you mean skin-like dildos and robo-rimmers, then yes. Because Cam and I sure have no problem talking intimately about sex toys. Did you ever put any household items up your butt as a young gaby? There's been things in my butt that were not intended to be there. I mean, I intended them to be there, but they were not built for that. <laughs> Some household items just look perfectly designed for a young gaby's butthole. Like uh, a hairbrush. hairbrush. Uh-huh. <laughs> Been there. Have you? Oh, yeah. It's the handle, uh, the- obviously. <laughs> this is not the first time I have left sex toys in a precarious place. Uh, do tell. <laughs> No, it's douche tell. <laughs> Shaking my head at my own stupid joke. Um, when I was moving out of my college house, uh, I had a couple great roommates, and we went to the sex shop in our college town, and I got, this was my first um, butt toy, and I overestimated. I was like, well, I might as well go big or go home, right? That's overestimated not... your capacity. Yeah, it was... <laughs> far too big i was like well i don't i don't want to waste money on the little one just go right for it you know <gasps> oh god how big is this dildo it was it was huge way 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 too big i don't know the specs but <laughs> quite quite large the specs okay remember, so are we talking like uh like bigger than anything you've ever put in your butt before yep okay yeah and did you try did you give it the old college try if you will? <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> um how far did you get not very um i that was the first time i experienced that um, you know the pain. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do just like shove it right up there, and then yeah, I like. I oh, think God. I like lubelessly tried to just like shove it in. Hashtag lubelessly. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, and it was agonizing, and I swiftly stopped, and ne- literally never used it again. But it was just sitting in my room, and my mom was coming. And I was like, "Well, I can't have this here," and she's gonna think my asshole's huge. <laughs> So I put it in my roommate's room with her permission. She let me do that. She was like, yeah, whatever. Forgot about it. Moved out at the end of the year. And then when she's going to move out, 
pretty sure she sent me a picture and was like, think you forgot something. <laughs> I think her mom found it. <gasps> oh so my God. She- <laughs> no. Worst case scenario. I'm pretty sure it's fine. I think she just threw me right under the bus and was like, nope, this is my roommate's. <laughs> But I guess it'd be pretty difficult to explain anyway why that's in her room. You remember my super gay roommate with the big butthole? It was <laughs> I bought something um, that has a real skin feel. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no mystery. Why, why even try? Because I think it's just enough mystery for some folks. Okay. It has real skin and it. No, um, r- real skin feel. That's important to get oh. that word in there. <laughs> I did not buy real skin. I did not buy real human skin. Ew. Um, So I bought a personal item with a real skin feel um, for my own intimate use. And um, (laughs) uh, I'm telling you, it is primo. Do you want one? I don't know. I would like to explore my options. Um, Okay. Well, I'll I'll send it over to you. (laughs) The link. Send the link. No, no, no. I will send you it. So, Mike, why don't you tell us about this very thoughtful gift you got for your friend Cam? So, the lube tube was just a a little side piece for the main event. Um, (laughs) So, I have mentioned before that I've given female friends sex toys, Mm -hmm. and they have given sex toys to me. And you have mentioned that you are prone to butt migraines. (laughs) Really glad we could come back to that. (laughs) So, I I wanted to do uh, a few things here. One, I wanted to encourage you to work on your butt play. Ugh. And two, I wanted something so can for. Can we just say play with your butt? Work on your butt play feels like I'm putting on a show. <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> I want you to really, really go back into revisions on your your butt. Fix the speech at the top of act two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. So that, and I wanted you and Peter to have something to do together. So it is a remote control robo rimmer. It Ugh. um it it's, licks your asshole for you. It's it is a wiggly butt plug, is what it is. Mike, oh. I have I have your new one in my house. Should I show oh. it to him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I need everyone, listeners, to understand that uh, Cam's generous husband, Peter, was like, oh, I've got a great douche you should use. Actually, you've got a great douche. I've already ordered it for you. I'm sorry. It's so fucking weird that I have your future douche, but I do. Future uh, douche? I, well, he's never used it. It's brand spanking new in the package. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God you don't want my used douche. Okay, so. I definitely don't. How would you feel about that if I had stole some of your uh, butt shovable things? Butt shovable. <laughs> if I things you, that were made for that purpose. Yeah. Would you mind if I used your sex toys while you were gone? I feel like that's not acceptable. Um, I mean, it's not acceptable, but I mean, they're made of silicone. And you can probably just throw them in the dishwasher. I don't want to know about it if you do. It's probably not something I would encourage us to share. But I mean, it's not like it's unsanitary because it's a non-porous surface. They're not whittled out of. <laughs> wood and unsealed marble okay so i guess i i can use them it's just like a don't ask don't tell situation with you i would you i mean i have no need to why what kind of hard times am i on that i've got to borrow your sex toys (laughs) that is kind of where i'm at with this whole conversation clearly nothing's off limits for this podcast but there are still things that make me squirm when i hear them back Gave Garth morning head and swallowed and a Uh, big smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) These are the moments that make me embarrassed of my journal. Um, Do other people do this? Looking back, it feels an insane thing to write. (laughs) Final line of this entry. 
beard burn from E on my dick. <laughs> that was some uh, vigorous oral in that three-way. This is one of my favorite lines I've ever read in your journal. Are you ready? No, I'm not. Go ahead. Shaved balls and asshole. Will I find that funny next year? <laughs> Oh my god, I just gave myself the most beautiful dick haircut last night. Um, I know, and you were you were texting me while I was watching Drag Race with our friend Aaron, and as as you were telling me about your bush cut, I was live streaming that to her, word for word, everything you told. So just so you know, she knows about your bush cut too. You don't know the current state of my pubic hair. I do. You sent me a picture. <laughs> I have never sent you a picture of my bush. You, however, have definitely sent me a picture of your I bush. I sent you a picture post-bush. I said, is this is this a good trim for, I think, Fire <laughs> Island? <laughs> Man, we're close. We've talked about a lot of things that would cross lines in most friendships, but not ours, sir. You told me not about <laughs> a stray hair on your shaft, I believe, is what we were talking <laughs> about yesterday. And, of course, my magnum opus, or I guess my magnum opus, bus so i'm thinking of something that okay i am uh, very apprehensive to say here oh that doesn't happen too often <laughs> say it okay um that mirror there we could i mean we watch ourselves have sex all the time and i remember one very graphic image of like I'm lying on my back facing the mirror and he's fucking me with his back to the mirror. And he's like, Wait, hold on. Oh, so he was like, it was like a little cocoon, like I can see the mirror like big spoon can't. situation. No, no, no. Like okay. I'm on. You're on your back. My back is on the bed and he's standing with his back facing the mirror. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. I'm but you can see over him, can, over like yeah. over his shoulder, around him to the and mirror. I think we're finished or whatever. Okay. And he pulls out and I just saw my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna say. It's sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. And just when we think we've crossed every boundary, we get our families involved. I have a one, one very vivid memory. It's probably because I'm just looking at that mirror right now. Ew, no, stop! <laughs> <laughs> this is much worse for me than it is for them. Much worse. So we had this cat growing up. Her name was Smudge, and she lit Smudge the Smudge. cat. That's that was cute. actually the name from a children's book that I had when I was a kid. Um, and so it was this this really sweet gray cat, and she lived outside because I'm very allergic. And so in the winter, she would stay in her garage. And uh, one time we were, I was driving with my mom, and we we got home, and uh, she was pulling into the garage, and the light hit the front of her car just right, and you could see there were little cat paw prints all mm -hmm. over it. So Smudge had been just like walking on her car. And she goes, oh, there's just pussy prints all over my car. <gasps> and and it, got, it got really quiet. And my mom goes, <laughs> just like the quiet. She heard it after she said it because she will. She always called the cat pussycat, which made me very uncomfortable. Never spoke Actually, about it again. Uh, I think a puzzle might be the only way in which my mother, my grandmother and I would all sit around a table and uh, do an activity together. She loves puzzles. She loves puzzles. Does she still see quite well? I just, I'm picturing like a gnarled old finger, you know, how like old lady <laughs> fingers that turn at the first joint, you know, trying to get the little pieces. Um, she sees fine, I think. And her hands are like, 
I guess a little gnarled, like very quintessential old lady hand, but she's still very active with them. Hand jobs to strangers, that kind of stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No No, uh, boundaries. So Weebo's telling you if you had Nick Jonas's arms, you'd be bat and cock away left and right. She was very close to that exact language. (laughs) Oh my God. I love your filthy old grandma. No, don't get nasty because I will not answer. It's not going to be nasty. <laughs> you have to pick one. Either you watch me have sex or I watch you. Oh, my God. I watch you. Ew. <laughs> that was so easy to answer. That was way too easy. That was so easy. Had you thought about it? <laughs> Why did you know that answer? I don't know. Because I've been thinking Because I would understand. Ew, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I would understand. you're my son. You're my baby. What? <laughs> Makes it better. Oh, okay. Because you're my baby. Always be <laughs> what does my mother-in-law think that they have heard on the podcast to lead her to believe that there could possibly be leftover load in the sink in here? Does she think that this is something that I do or that Peter does or like, how are we here? And Peter is just saying these words in front of his mother. Like it's no big deal. Like, Oh, she just thought there was cum in the sink. I'm like, Oh my God. No. To be fair, Cam's got a certain penchant for foul language himself. One of my friends who listens to every episode of this podcast, uh, she's really nice and supportive that way, uh, demanded this weekend that I stop using the term getting your dick wet. So uh, I'm going to do <laughs> Michaela. Yeah, we've heard that quite a bit out of you. <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's kind of shocking how often I've said it. You're getting your dick wet. Ooh, look at you getting your dick wet. Wettest dick years. Oh. I really shouldn't say him. <laughs> and I looked down after a solid 10 minutes of phone conversation. And one ball was just hanging completely out of my shorts. Ball in the wind. (laughs) Oh, it was so shocking. And I kind of shrieked and, you know, put it away. Uh, But I could have been arrested had someone looked closely enough when they were going by my house. Can you on your own property? I guess. You can't really just hang brain in public. It's not. Hang brain. Well, we've learned a new (laughs) choice phrase from Cam. (laughs) I'll see like an Instagram model and like in a pair of briefs. I'm like, oh, I want to sniff that bulge. I know <laughs> you say those kind of things. <laughs> it's hot. I think a lot of people would agree with you. I don't know that I'm one of them. <laughs> you don't want to sniff a bulge of a stranger. I don't not want to sniff a bulge. <laughs> Do you punch her right in the pussy? I am not a violent person. Punch you right in the dick. Choke the 23 year old. Threaten to fist those I love. Do you punch her right in the pussy? Who was Big Spoon? He was. Was he hot dog bunning? Huh? <laughs> I mean, laying his dick gently between your butt cheeks as you cut. Ew! <laughs> I had no idea that's what you meant. A tiny butthole. <laughs> I need you to know. I'll roll the tape, but that, that's got to be at least your fourth tiny butthole in three weeks, and that's not including sound checks. One. It's a little <laughs> like my butthole. <laughs> Two. It's tiny like my butthole. Um, three. Blow my tiny butthole. <laughs> Four. A tiny butthole. <laughs> Four tiny buttholes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. I'm gonna change my Instagram handle to just a tiny butthole. <laughs> five. Five tiny buttholes. <laughs> if Cam's language is colorful, you could call mine confused. You're not like giving us a haphazard mustache. Oh no no, no haphazard. It's haphazard. Oh, I've been saying haphazard for thirty years. Really? Yeah. Wow, the more you know, baby. Yeah, that's too bad. Half hap. Mm, mm. Oh, good. <laughs> you too. Half hazard. I've been saying half hazard. It's a ph, so I thought it was a. F- no, hap hazard. Mm, yikes! Yeah, otherwise it'd be half hazard. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing. Do I have to cut this? No. <laughs> Do you remember when like 
donkey punching was a thing. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. Wait, no, it was like a, a, a fad when people would, uh, kids would like ride by on bikes and try and knock out people <laughs> with one punch in the back of the head. It was a thing. People were doing it. Look it up. <laughs> that is not called donkey punching. <laughs> okay, well. Donkey punch. Donkey Can't punch is the sexual practice of inflicting blunt force trauma to the back of the head or lower back of the receiving partner during anal or vaginal sex as an attempt by the penetrating partner to induce involuntary tightening of internal or external anal sphincter muscles or vaginal passage of the receiving partner. Exactly. I was donkey punched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you just described. Oh, really Tickles. enjoy kissing pee pee. <laughs> Have you ever Girl, kissed a penis? Of course. Like a little... What inspires us to kiss a peepus? <laughs> a peepus! <laughs> so fun to see these very familiar characters in this like world we know in a completely different language that I do not know at all. So you'll see Hermione, and she'll be like, Arigato, Senor Snape. Uh-huh. Uh, and it is so senor? interesting. Senor? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, Keep it. No. Arigato, Senor Snape, said Hermione. Never. You know what? I'm having a lot of Mexican food. We're in Harry Potter world. I'm in Japan. It's uh. all very confusing. <laughs> Ian McKellen. He could get it. Anyway. Is he gay? He's gay, right? Yeah. yeah. He's with uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh. I'd tag team him. Oh, gross. How dare you, My. ageist. Uh, ageist. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to get fucking a train run on me by Gandalf and Sulu or whatever the fuck his name is in Star Trek. Zulu? Zuz. No, I think Sulu was a... Uh, was, uh, Lion King bird? What's the no. line? Zazu. Zazu. <laughs> People are screaming into Rafiki, their headphones. Rafiki. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty sure Sulu was George Takei. Oh, so some other guy on Star Trek. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Figured it out. Done. Okay. <laughs> you say calm? Calm. I don't say the L. Wait. Calm. Cal- Do you, calm? Like C-O-M? Still spelled C-A-L-M, but I just don't. You say you have to say the L? Calm? Uh, not column, but calm. 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 Calm down. No, calm down. No, you calm down. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of heated moments, I know how you feel about soup, which I think you're crazy wrong about. Like, you don't have to have it in the summer, but soup is a fucking treat. It's bullshit. But can you t- – bullshit. Okay, yeah, so you don't like soup? Explain. Soup I mean- is the Florida of food. <laughs> it's the droopy dick of entrees. I will take it as an appetizer. I will even take it as a side. I will not take it as a main course. And if you serve it to me as a main course, I will throw it back in your face. Absolutely not. It is a no for me. Okay. That is violent. I, uh, like a little bit of a hyperbole, but still, it's it's a no for me, bro. I agree with you. I don't want broth for my main entree, but if there's a good chunky soup, that might suffice with like a good crusty <laughs> piece of bread or like a broccoli cheddar, vegan, of course, um, or like a Moroccan Boo. stew. There's a lot of options. You're really, you're, you're equating it all to like chicken uh, broth. No, I'm not. I know what soup is, bitch. I've had soup many a time. I don't know that you do. <laughs> Listen, so soup, if okay. You, um, if someone's like, uh, you know what? It's fall. I just want like a hearty chicken noodle. I'm like, you're wrong. If that's on the side of a crusty sandwich, maybe. But like still, I don't know. Just like hot liquid. It's about the chunks, dude. It's about the chunks. And also, hot liquid has never been a turnoff for you I, before. 
it's about the chunks, dude. How dare you? I I understand <laughs> that people like soup. I understand why you might like it. I just need you to know that I don't and respect my truth. He's using respect hands. my truth. He's using hands at me. <laughs> I'm never going to go out for a nice lunch of soup. That is such bullshit. I'll stay at home. Thank you so much. Fine. I respect your right to have that opinion on soup. <laughs> How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Not only has the shit gotten too real, it's also become a frequent topic. Reminds me of an old joke my dad loves to tell. What does a mathematician do when he's constipated? Works it out with a pencil. Oh, no. I remember my cousin telling us a story around a campfire once. She was a camp counselor for, um, she's very outdoorsy and used to like lead, you know, typical outdoor summer camps. Um, but I remember her explaining to us the fickle finger fitch, I think is what, fickle finger fetch maybe? What? Fickle finger something. Fickle, fickle finger fetch. I don't know. But yeah, the you idea was like it would be. That. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they would like go on these outdoor retreats where you would have to uh, poop in a hole in the ground. And naturally, a bunch of the kids were uncomfortable doing that. So they would say, um, if you can't poop, then, you know, we'll assume something is blocked up and we'll have to help you with this maneuver. They would threaten to finger children. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. I mean, they didn't do it. It was just a way to scare the kids. We want to tell us about Diddy's <laughs> dingleberries. Uh, sure. And adventures in cat sitting. Yesterday, I wake up to, I mean, nothing unusual, Diddy's asshole in my face. Well, no, first, she gives me, like, a paw, a very cute little paw and a nuzzle first. I'm like, oh, hello, and I'll give her a scratch, and instantly she turns around. And when she did and put her asshole in my face, there was several um, pretty vile dingleberries hanging from her her little flanks. And I was like, oh, no, and I pushed her off my bed. And I like this is a long-haired cat. Yes, she can't help it. I sprung out of bed, grabbed her little like hair comb, and was chasing her around the apartment. She would. She was like, Meh! like I. <laughs> I finally got her, um, and it wasn't wasn't a pleasant sight. Me scraping those dingleberries off her, but I couldn't have her just like just dragging her ass around the apartment. I had to get them, especially when she's gonna constantly put it in my face. Anyway, in my head, you just held her over your nude bidet, <laughs> cranked her up to five. <laughs> Cranked her out to five. Cat stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> um, so Hump is a yearly film festival. There's one film that that shook me to my core. It's actually the the final film in the festival, um, and we've been referring to it as Butt Pancake because <laughs> it was a, it was a kink video and it featured a lesbian couple and a gay male couple and um, the gay couple in their apartment. Um, start they're they're just in aprons with nothing on underneath and they're making um they're making breakfast making brunch and they mix up pancake batter one of the gay men proceeds to fill a caulk gun with uh, pancake batter and inserts it into his partner and fills him up with batter (laughs) fills him right on up they get on their bikes still wearing just aprons they ride over to the lesbian couple's house where the lesbians have a griddle heating on the stove the guy hops up on the counter with batter dripping down his leg, sits and expels batter onto the griddle and makes a fucking pancake. <laughs> and then, Mike, what happens? I can't even bring myself to say it. The lesbian couple, as patrons of this butt pancake restaurant, they eat <laughs> the butt pancake. Oh, 
Oh my god. To gamble and lose is to fart when you're not sure if it's fart or poop. <laughs> and a little squirt comes out. <laughs> Hi. What was Are that you about? still recording? Yeah. Uh, I really, really, really don't want to admit this to you, but I think for the sake of the podcast, I have to. Um, you know how you're just talking about my coffee and how it's going to make me poop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just gambled and lost mid-recording. <laughs> <laughs> This is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> I'm like seven. I'm very young. Um, and I'm swimming in there above ground pool with her. I'm very We're just kind of bouncing around. And I, what I thought was like just a airy fart. Um, and then I felt something and I was like, huh, that was more than a fart. But it was like a, <laughs> it's been a while since poop. Welcome back to the poop cast. It was a, like a small, solid turd. <laughs> and when I like went to check, um, you know, and like pulled the back of my bathing suit out a little bit, it just floated on up to the top. <laughs> and, uh, my, the neighborhood friend was like, oh my God. <laughs> Sing out, kick. Playing around with the music has been one of the most fun parts about making this podcast. What you just heard was my besties Kick and Michaela covering the theme song. Earlier was Cam's sisters-in-law Kate and Annie. Before that was our favorite Aussies Callum and James. And the very first cover you heard was our virtuosic recorder version. To finish out this episode, here's some of our other favorite musical moments. No 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 Watch new pussycat. Watch new pussycat. Shoulders, knees, and taint. Knees and taint. Head, shoulders, knees, and perineum. Knees and perineum. Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. A place to store my Bible. I just made my dick so beautiful. Yes, I just trimmed it up so beautiful. I just made my dick so beautiful. I gave my dick a beautiful haircut. And we getting ready to be silly, like the icon on the street named Billy, staying thoroughly modern like Millie. And maybe we'll sing an trilly or digress on a topic willy nilly. Now let's stop with the dally and the dilly and get back to the point about Philly, hometown of Smith, comma Willie. Lisa left about Natiba's old chili. Gonna stop showing off my rhyme skilly, cause I'm running out of air like a fish with no gilly. Ah. Uh. There's nothing like summer in the city. Douche, you're not your hole, so you're getting getting sh. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should.
how I'm longing to ski through the snow. Those glistening houses that seem to be made of snow. That was special. Oh, Mike, what a trip down memory lane that was. So earnest. Um, That was fun. All right. Well, um, before the folks go, tell them where they can find more of this mess. Visit us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. Find us on Instagram at mbfjpodcast or drop us a line at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Oh, that'd be swell. And please, for our 100th episode, leave us all the ratings and reviews you have inside your little heart. And by all, I mean, you know, one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's been 100 episodes. Press pause, leave five stars, and we'll say thank you. Simple as that. If you're not feeling like dropping a review, you could always drop a dollar in my Venmo. It's at Michael Dash Wessels. There's three S's total and two L's. That's not what this is about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we're just asking for money. Hey, I'm Uh, just saying, if they want to give back, but they don't want to go through the hardship of writing a review, then then Venmo is a good alternative. Um, You know what? There's there's always a cash alternative and an anal option. (laughs) I don't... Where's the anal option? (laughs) Thank you all so much for sticking with us for 100 episodes. Honestly, it means the world to us. It feels really, really cool that you've um, been with us on this journey. Thank you very much. We love you guys. And until next time, Mikey, always remember... I don't know, dude. The whole thing was a flashback episode. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fair point. Um, can you just pull a random one from a random episode? That's going to make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, Mike, always remember... Pubic hair, 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 You do a beautiful job. What was that? Yeah, you really do. You do a beautiful job. Thank you. I heard you the first time. I just wanted to hear it again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Such a piece of shit, that guy.